Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans, and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist, and internationally published author, helping take your life and your business, your health, fitness, mindset, and body from where you are right now to being unstoppable. And I've got a great guest with me today. It's Ethan, sorry, Cassiotis from the Business Growth Show all the way up in Sydney. How are you today, Ethan? I'm awesome, mate. Thank you for being here. And yeah, how are you going? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks. And thanks for joining me on the on the show today. And I was doing a, a little bit of research because last time, this is a, your second visit to the show. It was episode 143 that you were last year. And we talked about fear and limiting beliefs. And believe it or not, this is actually show, uh, this one's 303. So 160 episodes ago with us last spoke. So it's been um, about five and a half months. Um, so yeah, thanks for thanks for coming back. Um, just to um, uh, pump up your tires a little bit and tell a little bit about um, who you are for the, our audience. So you're a business coach. Um, obviously, you've got your own show, so we can see in the background there the Business Growth Show. It's a great podcast where you're interviewing people all around the world um, how to grow your business. So that's awesome. Um, good job with that. Uh, you also help people grow their business online to six figures. Um, which is also amazing work. And you're based in Sydney, as I said. So um, I had a, a congratulations, first of all, and that is you're getting married. You got engaged since I last interviewed you. So what's that experience been like for you? Your life is about to change. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks for the lovely intro there. And yes, engaged is uh, is awesome. It's uh, I... I uh, Proposed in November um, last year, and that was in Byron Bay. Uh, went up to Byron Bay, which is very nice up there, where all the like the stars like to go in here in Australia. And um, did it had a nice beach property on the water there, and um, you know just walked out and and did it, and even got to record it. So that was nice for oh, nice. Right. Um, for there. And yeah, now we just recently had our engagement party in Adelaide. So I grew up in Adelaide, in, in, in the smaller place in, in Australia, South Australia. There, so we went back and. A small engagement party. Now it's all fun and games with uh, with wedding planning uh, for next year. Now we're going to wait till twenty twenty two. So hopefully by that time all COVID is all over and we can have a, a decent wedding and not have to worry about other things like that. But it's yeah, it's 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 an awesome time. Um, it's a great story of you know how Irene and I met. We've been together for a bit over three years now. But like when we first met, it was um, you know like we've known each other for a long time. So yeah, really exciting times. Yeah, well done. Congratulations. I mean, it's such a beautiful time in your life. Um, to go through it. I saw there was a, I don't know whether you posted it yesterday, um, but I saw on social media, you were picking out your suits for the, um, for the wedding and everything. So um, yeah, it brought back a lot of memories to um, when I got married. Um, also some of the memories when I got divorced, but let's not talk about that. There was a 20, a 20 year <laughs> um, period of time in there. So it was all good, but it's still like one of the happiest days of my life getting, getting married. It's a beautiful experience. So um yeah, congratulations to both you and Irene. It's wonderful. And also congratulations on, um, you know, the growth of how you're going with your your show and everything. I follow you on social media and see, you know, some of the great guests you, you've got going there and you're adding a lot of lot of value and the testimonials that uh, I'm seeing. So well done. Yeah, thanks, mate. Much appreciated. It's, uh, you know, it's awesome to do a show and you've had a lot of awesome people like the amount of numbers you're getting on your show, like already after episode, you know, 300, that's massive, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm barely up, to, I'm about to up around episode 50 and you're just 
putting her out huge amounts of content, right? And, and doing so much, which, you know, very few people will be committed to do. So that's a testament to yourself, right? To um, how committed you are and really giving a lot of that value. So that's awesome. Um, you know, I'm grateful to be back here a second time. Obviously, I'm, I'm doing something right um, in, in being invited back. So I'm grateful for that. And um, yeah, you, you're doing an awesome thing, mate. And yeah, it, it, you know, it's great to have a podcast. Um, we've all got different knowledge in different areas and how we can bring other people in to, to share extra value is always cool. So um, just like anything in business, it's a momentum game, right? Like, you know, the more you do things, the more momentum you, you gather everything so yeah it's been awesome yeah thank you yeah um it has been and look i thought we'd just have a conversation today and hopefully our listeners will get a lot of value out of it uh it's a topic that's probably both near and dear to both of our hearts and so what i'm calling uh being comfortable being uncomfortable and so i thought you know our collective minds we can get a, a pretty good conversation going here i do want to ask you um, like with the coaching that you do, I mean, people don't usually come to you and say, I'm too comfortable. Um, they're just things that we observe. But I was wondering, what are some of the traits that you see, just in general, in people that you deal with, but maybe coaching clients as well, that you see that people are just too comfortable? Yeah, that's a great question. And yeah, I think us humans, we, we like to be comfortable. It's like, you know, I like to stay in the, the warm shower or the warm pool and, and not go out in the cold and things like that, right? Where we're sort of conditioned this way to be comfortable in our lives, right? Because we want to be safe and everything like that. So, you know, when, when I'm in coaching calls and that, like with people, um, a lot of what they want to do, you know, like I guess their ideas or when they want to schedule things to be done is quite comfortable, right? Yeah. Now, the thing is, is, they can likely have bigger aspirations and at the same time get stuff done quicker, right? Than what they think they can. Um, you know, it's just opening up their awareness of what it is and then, you know, giving them specific strategies, whether it's mindset stuff, whether it's, you know, um, other strategies there to help them to get out of that comfort zone, so to speak, right? And um, really, really take them to that next level and then get them to move forward faster, right? Because, um, you know, there's always things that hold us back, right? Um, whether it's mindset, whether it's other strategies and what we're doing. So we need to be able to, um, yeah, challenge people. I think it's um, a, a good way I like to say it is, is you know, give people, um, sorry, like, you know, offer them what they want, but actually give them what they need, right? So people will come in and think they want certain things, but as a good coach, we need to be able to be like, okay, this is what this person's wanting, but what do they actually need, right? And how can we get them to get better results, faster results, push them in a good way, right? So that we can move them forward, right? That's the key thing. It's it's not allowing them just to do what they want to do. We need to challenge, you know, their model of the world, the way they see the world and and, and get them to, to move forward. So it's quite interesting um, when you, yeah, work with these people. And, um, and I guess... I think once you, you know, everyone sort of thinks a certain way, right? We have a perception. So it's about disrupting that way of thinking and getting people to think differently. And then once you sort of go, okay, you can do this, right? Um, then they're like, oh, okay, I never thought about that. It's a bit too much. And once they do it, it's like you, 
you, you take off an air, a layer of the onion or you, or you expand that comfort zone. And it's like, it's an ever evolving thing. And, and a lot of the time we need somebody externally, like a coach, like ourselves, right. To be able to push someone that way to just keep expanding that. Otherwise we're not going to grow. Yeah. It's a, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, how many times in our life in certain services, they say, Oh, are you comfortable? And so, you know, like are you comfortable sitting on the plane are you comfortable at your table are you comfortable at home oh is the temperature comfortable for you and the the objective is to make people comfortable but when we think about maybe i'll ask you this question when we think about the results of the comfortable person i mean what i know the answer to this but to so you can share your thoughts and what you see what are the results of the comfortable person? Yeah, they're, they're mediocre is probably a great word, right? Um, they're, they're standard, right? Results. <clears throat> you know, you can be doing what, you know, if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to get similar results, right? So you, you're moving along, you're happy, you're like you're relatively happy, you're comfortable, life, you know, but a lot of the time, when people are comfortable, you sort of, anyway, in Australia, we hear this is like, oh, how are you going? Oh, yeah, same thing, different week, different day, that type of stuff, right? People get into that frame of mind, right? It's like a standard yeah. thing response that they say, right? Because they're comfortable and they're like, oh, I'm happy. We're just, I, I, I work, I go home, I spend time with myself, my family, kids, whatever it is, right? And they say comfortable. But a lot of the time, you know, you know, one of the key people, you know, say that if we're not growing, we're dying, right? Yeah. I think that's a great, you know, mindset to have because we want to continue to better ourselves, right? Like it feels good to grow. Um, and unless someone, and it depends a lot on our environment as well, Rob, yes. because if we're around people, let's say, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a business or if you have a job, right? Like whatever it is, everyone's at a different level, right? But wherever you're at, if let's just say, even if you've got a job, um, if everyone around you that you spend a lot of your time with, right? Like your, your, your best friends, if you've all got a job, you're all just comfortable, you're just doing the things that you need to do, that's probably what's going to happen as well, yeah. right? So um, you need to go, okay, am I happy just doing this and just skirting through life and doing what I'm doing? Or do I actually want more? Do I want to challenge myself more, right? And, and if that's the case, do I need to change one of these top five people, at least one, if not more, to be somebody that's going to stretch me? And obviously a coach and a mentor can do that, but it's also having other people around us that can help us to do that. So there's a lot of different elements there that that come into it. Um, but I'd love to hear your thoughts um, on that as well. Yeah, well, I think um, for me, I, I like the word mediocre. I think those people that, uh, you know, come into... Well, normally if they're comfortable, they don't come in to see me. But if they, they want change, uh, that's when they decide, okay, I need coaching. I need a hand to get me to where it is that I, I want to get to. Um, I think, you know, what your show's about, what this show's about here is certainly about being uncomfortable. And if you want to stay comfortable, you're probably going to switch off now because it's only you know, that top 1% of the population that's going to say, do you know what? I see the value in progressing my life every single day. I want to grow every single day because if I'm growing, the people around me are growing and success for whatever your definition is will keep growing. 
So your definition of success, if it was monetary terms, it might be and to make your first million. Once you've made your first million, or maybe it's two million now, maybe it's three, maybe it's five, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 100. But you keep growing that, that definition of what success means because I don't think the successful person never reaches the end point because there's always that, okay, so I'm here, but I'm aiming for here now and okay, here's my gap. This is what I need to do to get there. And then you get there and then you, then you, keep, on, you keep on moving. The comfortable person doesn't even think like that. They just think about getting through to the weekend. Today's Tuesday. Um, you know, we're in like the, the time of recording this. It's um, in lockdown here in Victoria. Again, our fourth lockdown. And there will be, I don't know, what have we got? Population 7 million or something. And there's probably 95% of the population that is complaining about something to do with the lockdown. But um, I see it as a great opportunity to do other things. And so I think the person that's comfortable doesn't look for growth and doesn't look for change. They don't look to better their lives. They don't segment their life into, you know, different areas of their, say their health and fitness, their career, their relationships um, with their intimate partner, their, you know, family relationships, spiritually, wealth-wise. They just don't think about those sorts of things and, and growing them. So that's kind of my snapshot of a, a view of a comfortable person. Yeah, I love that, mate. Really, really, um, you know, completely agree with all that, what you're saying. And and I like that you talked about the different areas of life as well, because even if we think we might be good in one area, there's always areas that we can grow in, right? Um, so it's about, you know, doing a, an analysis. And this is where a coach, you know, like yourself can can help out, right? Like us, you know, to, to work out where is that gap and, and where they need to focus on. And I, I think what I hear a lot of people say is like, oh, you know, I am the way that I am very fixed mindset, right. As well. And they're like, I don't want to change. I'm happy the way that I am. Right. Like, Oh, I don't, you know, I I want to be me. And um, you know, what I say to these people, right. Is like, I'm not the same person I was, you know, a few months ago, let alone a few years ago. Right. And, um, and that's allowed, that's helped me to, to be more fulfilled, to, to, you know, enjoy my life more and, 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 you know, move forward to where I need to be. So, I think we've always got to look for what is the next step for us to help ourselves, like invest in ourselves, right? And our mindset is the biggest thing, right? Like a lot of, even with business, right? Whether you've got a career, or whether you've got your own business or multiple businesses, you know, a lot of 80% of it, a lot of it is mindset. Um, yeah. Because we, I can give the same strategies, right? For business to 10 different people, we're going to get 10 different results because of their mindset, because of their beliefs, because of, you know, how much they're willing to expand out of their comfort zone, how quickly all of these things, like with what's holding them back. So that that's where it's like, you know, how committed are you to actually getting that result? And obviously having a coach to keep you accountable is massive on that. And then going, you know what, I'm going to turn myself into the best version of myself, Right. That's the key thing. It's not like I don't want to change. I'm, I'm this way. It's like I'm going to continue to, to learn from, from people that I resonate with and, and, and enhance that, take action, just keep, you know, building myself up into this person. And, you, you know, it, it's an amazing growth path that and it's an amazing feeling. Um, and I think until you until you taste that, um, you know, then you don't exactly know it. And once you sort of taste it, you want more and then you can feel that, yeah, it really helps us in life. Yeah, some really great points there. I, I think you're, you're spot on there where you say, um, you know, people that say, oh, yeah, look, I'm just, I'm just happy um, doing what I'm doing. 
and I think they're that's kind of the language of a comfortable person. And I don't know, sometimes it can be the lazy, lazy person as well. That's just like, well, I just don't want to, I don't want to stretch anymore. Um, may have a, a sense of, of what you think you're better than me uh, because, you know, you think you're successful or you're doing all these things and I'm not. And so um, I think when it comes to, so I get criticized a lot for the way that I live my life as being boring um, you know, I don't eat certain foods. I don't, you know, I don't have a certain lifestyle. I don't drink alcohol. I don't drink tea or coffee or, you know, fizzy drinks or anything like that. And people see that as being boring and not living. I don't drink, don't take, don't take drugs. I don't, um, you know, smoke or any of those things. I say, well, how do you have fun? Implying that they're the only ways that you can have fun. But um, it, it's interesting. And people will say to me, well, I, uh, no, I don't, I don't want to live like that because, you know, that's just too boring. I want to do this. But once you get a taste for what a healthier lifestyle, for instance, feels like, and like you say, success, whatever that is in any of those areas, and it's hard to be completely successful in all those areas. And you talk to, okay, let's look at the, the, the wealthiest people on the planet. I guarantee if we had a conversation with them right now, they would not say they have absolutely everything lined up in every area of their life. They're always looking for that, that change. I mean, Jeff Bezos, he wants to go to, you know, Mars. He's not at Mars yet. We don't have skyscrapers on Mars and people living at Mars yet. That's what, you know, is driving him and Elon Musk and everything. Um, you know, success means different things to different people, but I'm sure when he started, uh, say selling books on Amazon. He wasn't thinking about going to Mars. Maybe he was, but it's only maybe since the wealth has grown, he's thought about, well, how can I have a bigger impact on the human species with interplanetary life and, and that kind of stuff. So um, I think it's, um, yeah, it's really interesting, our, our mindset. And hence why I've called this the Mental Toughness and Body Show, because the mind is so powerfully controlling the successful person and the unsuccessful person. Um, I just love studying the strategies of the successful person to say, okay, how can we stimulate that change? And you mentioned some great things there. So I would like to give the listeners a bit of a list of some things that they can do to make themselves, you know, start to move into that different zone. Oh yeah, I am feeling, you know, people are listening to this maybe, think, oh yeah, I have been a bit too comfortable. I'd like to be a bit more uncomfortable. And you mentioned some great things there. And I, I always like to get people to, um, well, to start with, I suppose, pick a particular area of your life first and say, what is it that you want? You know, what do you want in that area of your life? And then get them to identify why is that really important to them? Because once you've got a lot of clarity around those two things, the how will just come. But you really need some, you know, some clarity around those things and say, well, how committed are you to the change? It was like you mentioned there before, Ethan, uh, if somebody says to you, oh, yeah, I don't want to change, well, guess what? They're not going to change, are they? They're, they're, if you don't want to change, well, okay, you're not going to. But if you want to change, that's a different story. So I'm just um, curious, what, what, do you, what do you think are some other strategies that we could suggest for people to say, okay, we want to break you out of this comfort zone and get you to realise that, well, more success is being in the uncomfortable zone what are some, maybe a couple of things you can think of that we could suggest? 
Yeah, love it, mate. Great points there. And I liked what you said about just initially the what, the why, and then work out, you know, the how after. And that's obviously where a, a coach, right, can come into it with the how, because as long as you know what you want, and the, potentially the coach can help you with that as well, right? Like guide you through, like what areas you want to improve on and what what's the goal that you want to do. And then it's like, okay, the coach can help you to move you forward, right? Because the biggest thing about us humans is we can't keep ourselves accountable, right? It's like, it's just, it's not built into us as humans. We need somebody ex externally from us to keep us accountable. You know, a simple thing with like in your world, Rob, is if, um, you know, going to the gym, if you have, and we, we, in, in Australia, we're coming into winter now, right? So it's in the months where people, you know, don't want to walk outside and, and walk to the gym or drive. If you were going to the gym by yourself, you can probably easily make up an excuse, right? Oh, it's a bit cold. I'm not going to go today. Things like that. However, if you're going with a friend, right? And you always go together, right? In a very simple sense, that's keeping you accountable, right? And you, one of the friends is going to be like, come on, let's go. And whatever you spur each other on, right? Now, that's like what a coach does, but on a much bigger level, right? It's like, hey, we're going to go to this. Let's keep you accountable. Let's move you forward. Give you the strategies. And, you know, it's proven the stats that if you invest in like a coach, right? And you have regular meetings with them, the chance of you completing that and getting to that point is over 90%. That is massive, right? Compared to like less than 20% if you didn't have that, right? So that is the stat. So getting a coach, right, is obviously very important. Now, um, depending on what you want to do, and I mentioned it before about your environment, right? So are there other people, let's say, you know, you, your relationship isn't that good, right? Like, can you, obviously there's relationship coaches or people that can help relationships in general about coaching, right? But is there somebody out there that has an amazing relationship that you can hang around, right? And learn from and speak to them, right? Like create, change who you've got that you're hanging around with, right? Like that's massive. Um, you know, I'd say that um, as much as, as, as coaches, how we can help you along the way, if you still stay in that circle, it's going to be harder for you to move out of that comfort zone, right? I'd say um, don't necessarily fire your friends, but um, you know, work out who do you slowly over time just distance yourself, like naturally. It's not like you don't cut them off or anything like that, but for, be in the way that, okay, um, maybe I want to have an awesome relationship. Maybe I want to be around someone. If I've got a business more entrepreneurial, maybe there's, if I'm in a job and I want to, you know, get into a higher management position, maybe I can hang out with the manager at work or other people that are in these positions. Right. So you can put yourself in their shoes. Right. Um, like that's a big one. And, and the other thing I'll say about comfort zone is like, or just in general is it's about beliefs. Right. So um, our beliefs shape everything right? And we can choose our beliefs. A lot of our beliefs have come from when we were young, right? Like, you know, our parents have indoctrinated and everything like that. So, you know, our beliefs, they create, you know, our actions, right? And then, you know, we've got to be committed and everything like that to get results, right? So um, understanding what are those beliefs? Like, if it's something like, I don't know, like, even if we're talking about general things about mindset is, um, you know, I'm, I'm not strong enough to go to the gym. If we use an example in your area, right? Like that could be a belief that somebody has, right? Um, I don't like the gym. I, I, I'm not a gym person, right? If we're using gym analogies now, if that's someone's belief, then they're going to, you know, I don't like working out. Um, you know, it could be something right there if we're using that analogy. So we need to work out what these are. 
have an analysis on those areas and say, what do I believe about these things? And then we need to flip those things and say, well, what do I want to believe, right? It doesn't mean you have to, be, you know, in the present tense. So it's like, I love being at the gym. I, I love working. I enjoy working out. Working out helps me to have more energy, you know, to, to be fitter, to, to, you know, what are the beliefs that we want to have? Because we can decide those beliefs. And once, once we decide those beliefs, you know, we're going to say them in the present tense and, you know, say them out loud every day, you know, incant them, affirmations, whatever you want to call them, right? And, and even potentially have them visually so that we can, you know, re-script ourselves basically, right? On what it is that we want, because a lot of those beliefs can be the thing that holds us back. That's where a good coach comes in and can help us with that as well, because it's challenging initially to, to do this yourself. Um, obviously, we're coaches, so we're sort of more aligned um, with this way of thinking. Um, that would be the other big one. And I guess the final point I'll just say about the comfort zone in general, right, is that the comfort zone, it's like, you know, we talked about the word mediocre. If you think about it like, like an up and down thing, right, like a, like a heart monitor sort of way, right, where we go in life and we're not really getting like amazing emotions. We're just sort of cruising through life, right? And that's the comfort zone area. Now, you know, when what we miss out on in that comfort zone is like the really big highs, and actually, to some extent, the really big lows, which we can learn from. And there's a lot of power in that, right? Where, you know, imagine getting outside your comfort zone and doing something you've never done for the first time. Like, even if it's something crazy, like going skydiving, right? Like for the first time, which could be people that are fear of heights or just in general, it's pretty full on, right? Imagine going there, the adrenaline rush, like that's a massive high, right? And then you go there, go, wow, I don't know why I was scared to do this for 10 years. You know, yeah. it could be a smaller thing. Then there could be some lows as well, but you know, as much as in, in business, we, we want to not be too emotional, we have emotional intelligence, we also want to be able to feel emotions in other times in our life and enjoy those ups and downs, because that's really what enriches our life, right, that we're, we're uh, expanding all of that. So there's a few points there that I'm sure can can help everybody watching listening today. Yeah, fantastic points there. Now, I want to pick up on a couple, a couple of them. Uh, I just made a few notes. The first one was about the um, the friends. And I think uh, there becomes this kind of dilemma that we have with ourselves, like being adults, and how do we make those new connections? You know, my current friend circle of five people or whatever, completely suck, but I don't know how to change it because I'm, you know, I don't, outside of work, and maybe, you know, you're not really social, you know, it's hard to meet those people. And so I wanted to just um, give people some ideas as to how to tap into that. Like you and I, for instance, we are talking now because we met at a networking event over in um, Los Angeles. And so I only did that by stepping out of my comfort zone. My natural inclination is to stay in the corner at a party and just talk to maybe one or two people quietly, not to be in the center of the room and talking and et cetera, et cetera. But what I realized uh, many years ago that if I wanted to grow my business and I wanted to do things on an international stage and do that kind of stuff, I couldn't be just staying in the corner. So I had to step out and I had to uh, take, you know, bigger gambles. Hence, uh, you know, taking the opportunity to um, interview Brooke Shields a couple of years ago in front of two and a half thousand people, putting yourself in uncomfortable positions so that you all of a sudden become comfortable with it. 
people might be looking at this and say, oh, you two guys are so comfortable and relaxed and doing these podcasts and you must have it all scripted and everything. We don't have anything scripted here. Like pre-recording, I said to Ethan, look, we've done this plenty of times before. Let's just have a conversation and record it. And that's, you know, the position that we've got to. But I'm sure if we went back to the very first podcast that we did, like I've on my other podcast series, I'm up to 1,060 or something. I'm sure my very first one was crap. I had one listener and it was a client of mine. It was just one, one listener. But if I go back further, I was terrified of public speaking like most people are. But now I look for the opportunities to put myself in an uncomfortable position because I know that I will grow out of that. And so I think if people are thinking, oh, how do I do this? Well, I know we're in lockdown at the moment and it's different all over the world. We can't travel this year to Los Angeles and um, be with our colleagues and friends over there. But when those events are available, put yourself in uncomfortable positions. Now, there's a whole bunch of virtual events that are, are going on around the world. Put yourself in those. Join Facebook groups around the particular areas where you want to improve. Um, you know, follow certain people on social media. You might even be able to reach out directly to them. Um, I've done that and got responses back for people and maybe it's ended up with an interview or something like that or you just have a conversation or form a friendship or you just don't know. But what you will know is this. If you stay in the corner like I was doing nothing, guess what will happen? More of that. And so I think that, that for me is a, a big thing to, to help step out um, of that. I don't know whether you've got any other thoughts on you know, how, to, how to broaden your network when you're an adult. Yeah, that, that was so amazing, Rob. Um, I love that. And yeah, definitely networking events, things like that. And, and people through people. Right. Like even if you're yeah, good point, you know, like it's not necessarily the person. Um, so even if you think, oh, uh, is, is it really worth creating a relationship with this person? You never know who they're connected to. Right. Yeah. Um, like that. So that, that's a really key thing to have in the back of your mind. And, you know, what's really good as well is adding value to these people. Yeah, Especially if someone's above you, like to, to some extent, like you're aspiring to be this person. Um, like go to them and say, how can I help you? How can I add value to you? Right. And if you can do something like that, you'll build the relationship much better. And like, you know, they'll likely reciprocate in some way to you, whether that's to another connection, whether that's, you know, directly, whatever it is. Um, but that, you know, that helping others and, 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 you know, putting that energy out there will receive it much more in return. Right. So, so go out there to connect, to help, be genuine, be you, right. Uh, be open and, you never know where it's going to lead. Just you know, amazing stuff. Love it, Rob. Yeah, I, th I think that's a great, a great point. Again, because I think if you go, I don't know. Like, let's just say that I approached you for this podcast and said to myself, "I'm only building this connection so I can see what I can get out of you." If you're going to approach any introduction or relationship like that, I think you've got the wrong mindset. You've got to come at it from the right place, like from here. Like if you would you be comfortable having this person, you know, around for dinner, you know, and sitting down with them? Are you, and some, maybe there's some relationships where you don't want that and you need to, but maybe that should be more of a business relationship where you pay them for service and say, oh, well, I wouldn't like Ethan to sit down at dinner with me, but I want his services and I want him to help me there. So pay for it. But if you're looking for, you know, to form a connection with somebody because they are 
you know, above you or whatever, then you've got to do it from the right place. And I think you're adding value. What you said there is just, yeah, first class. That's, that's the way to do it. And yeah, don't try and be someone that you're not because you'll become unstuck because somebody that is not genuine, the person will tell very quickly. Definitely. And like one, one great point there as well. The one thing I'll just add small thing to that is everyone is just a person, right? Like I've been on stage as well and, and talked with, you know, some, some big yeah, people, celebrities on. like that. They're just normal people, right? Yes. You know, they've got a lot more fame and stuff like that than us, but that's the mindset, whether there's someone around your level, a little bit above or like big celebrity status, just go in there. Like they're a person. I'm going to do my thing. Be confident, you know, that you're going to connect with them like anybody else. And, and that's what's going to take you to that next level. Yeah. I think I've realized too in, um, you know, I know we've both met a bunch of celebrities and, you know, listened to them and had the chance to interview some of them and that exactly that they all are just people that have done extraordinary things. And I wouldn't say that any of them have, well, these God-given extraordinary talents, but the, the common thing that I see is that they've all worked damn hard. And that's how they've built their success. And I think that's, um, that's the thing that stands out for me. So, um, yeah, well, well said, really well said. The other point I wanted to pick up on, you said about the coaching, which, again, you want somebody to uh, hold you account, to, you know, keep you uncomfortable then, you know, you go to the right coach and they will certainly achieve that for you. And yeah, I love those stats that you read out because um, yeah, getting you from where you are to where you want to get to, if that's so important to you, get a coach. What I wanted to say is if you've never had coaching before, don't go to somebody that's going to do it for free. You need to pay for coaching. I mean, I've, I've spent you know, well over a hundred grand on coaching over my lifetime, I'm sure. Uh, and I value the coaching. You've got to pay for it because it's for, for free, then you're not going to, you've got no skin in the game. So you really got to, um, you know, give back so that you can make sure that you're, com you're committing more to it. And again, that can make you feel a bit uncomfortable. I, I remember my very first uh, coaching that I paid for and I'm like, oh, geez, this is a real stretch to pay this, but I know that it's going to change my life. So I've got to find a way to do it. Yeah, I love that, Rob. So, so awesome points there. And as a great line is, you know, when you pay, you pay attention, right? So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you know, it's 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 so simple, right? Like, think about it. I know, like with events, if you do a free event, um, you know, I think the show up rate is ten percent of the people that register for it right? It's crazy. Like you can yes. imagine all these people, there's going to be huge amounts of value that these people do. It's, you know, it's a similar type of thing. What happens if you don't pay for someone? And maybe if someone's at the start of their journey, they might be doing a couple of free ones, but you're not going to be invested. Like, and it's, it's harder for the coach to keep you accountable because you don't have skin in the game, right? It's like, oh, cause you're not like, oh, I've just, it's free anyway. And you're blase. You're not going to get the results that you want by paying. You're like, I've invested this amount of money, right? Over this period of time, this many sessions, however it's done, you know, I want, I'm here to get results, right? Yeah. That's the big mindset change. And then the coach can really keep you accountable to get those results. And, and yeah. it's, and it's a shortcut, right? Like some people might say, oh, I can do it myself. You might be able to, it might take you five, 10 times as long, right? To do it. But what, what's your time worth to you, right? Do you want to get to that point in a few months, in a year, or do you want to wait five, 10 years to do it? Right. Um, that's the, um, see my yeah. cat just running across the screen. In front of me. 
that's all right. The cat's getting involved as well. You know, it's like, yes, you know, I, I want to get a, a cat coach. No, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's all about that, right? So, you know, that, that's the thing, because in the end, we've only got a certain amount of time, right, on this planet and, and our yeah. health, our health and our mindset, you know, is a contributing factor to that as well of how long we have. So why not get to that point where we're fulfilled quicker? Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, well said again. Yeah, I'm loving this. The other point uh, that you said that I thought was really good about the deadlines, um, people that are comfortable don't or set very comfortable deadlines is what you said right at the very beginning, I think. And um, I, um, I just wanted to share a little bit of a story about uh, myself with, the, uh, with my book, Awaken the Sexy Within. Um, I probably started three years before I'd finished it and I kept setting a date of 31 December and just changing the year. And I think the first one might have been 2007. I can't even remember now. It might have been, yeah, I'm going to have it written by 31 December 2017. And then why did I do that? And that might have been over 12 months away, right? And I thought, well, that's far enough away for me to be able to do it. But month one goes by and you haven't done anything. Month two goes by, you haven't, or you've thought about it. Month three goes by, oh, gee, I better get started. Month four gets by and you realise that, gee, I've only written one chapter and a few more months go by, life gets in the way and you stop. And then it's like, oh, geez, I can't get it written in, in uh, you know, three months. I'll put it out another year. And so my one day I woke up on the 1st of June and I said, I'm going to write this in 12 weeks. I'm sick of talking about it. I've just got to do the thing. And so it took me about 14 weeks because I ended up making it bigger, but what I did was I also set a date that wasn't the end of the month. That wasn't the end of the year. I think it was something like the 16th of August, 2018 or 19, something like that, that I set it. And I got it done because I gave myself that urgency and it felt very uncomfortable. So I thought, man, I've been talking about this for three years. People are starting to ask me questions about how it's going. I've got a cover up in my studio. People kept asking me, how's the book going? And I kept just changing the date on the poster I better get this thing done. And that created this really uncomfortable thing. I'm like, who's written a book in 12 weeks? I'm sure there's heaps. But I thought, gee, if I'm going to do that, I've got to work on it every single day. And so I just wanted to draw out that point that you said about the, you know, the, the comfortable deadlines before. Make yourself uncomfortable with the deadline because you will stick to it. Yeah, I love that, Rob. And, you know, it's such an amazing thing. Like, you know, instead of three years, you did it, you know, in three months, right? And a lot of people can actually write books in three months, right? When you've got someone helping you and keeping you accountable as well, right? To do that, um, that that's powerful. A really great line that you know I've I've heard and 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 I help with my clients is commit first and believe later. Yeah. Right. And that's great. the powerful thing about that is because sometimes our beliefs get in the way. It's like oh, I don't know if I can do it, and you know all these types of things in that amount of time. But us humans, it, it's, it's, we're very powerful creatures, right? Depending on if we commit to something and, you know, however much time we have, we can get it done in that time, right? Like if you, if you put yourself to do it, let's do it in a simple sense. If you put yourself to do a task for the day, let's say it was creating some content or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, calling people, you know, right, doing some emails, whatever like that, right? If you gave yourself one hour to do it, you would do it in an hour. If you gave yourself 30 or 40 minutes, you would do it in 30 or 40 minutes, right? In yeah, a very exactly. simple sense. So yeah. 
we, you know, we work through with the time that we have. So it's, you know, we may as well condense that time. And like, especially when you've got someone like, you know, like a coach like us that can say is like, they're like, oh, I reckon I can do this in three months. And we're like, you know what? I reckon you do that in three weeks, right? Yeah. Let's commit to the date right now. This is the date that is going to get done. All right, let's make it happen, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, we can give them that certainty as well and they commit to it. And then it's like, all right, I've just got to get it done now. And you, you find a way. There's always a way once you commit to that. And, and, and that's where, you know, a coach can really help us to make that happen. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well said. While you were talking about that, it got me thinking about time. And one of the ways that I was able to write the book was I thought, I, because so many people say, I don't have time. I can't fit any more time in the day. And I was looking at my schedule thinking, well, gee, I've got commitments with my, um, with my family. I've got all my client commitments for the day. There actually physically isn't more time that I can extract because if I have an hour coaching session, it's an hour coaching session. So I can't squeeze any more time out of that. So I've got to find other places. So I started doing like my podcast, for instance, in the car while I'm driving to and from places to make better use of it. But what I realized was I'm too comfortable in the morning. So I was getting up at six. So I thought, hmm, when I started listening to all these highly successful people around the world, they were getting up at four and five. I thought, hmm. Now, I didn't go straight to 20 past four, which was the time that I was getting up. I went to, I was six. So I thought, okay, let's go 5.30 first and see what that feels like. And then it was five. And then let's try 4.50 because that's before five and that's a big psychological one. Then I went to 4.20. Why 4.20? Well, it wasn't four, it was before 4.30 and it was later than four. So that extra 20 minutes of sleep. But that's how I got my book written. I was getting an extra pretty much a two hour extra work done that I just found in the day. And yeah, did I get tired sometimes? Yeah, sure. But you know, if you're creating a dream, if you're trying to do that, that successful thing that you've always wanted to do and thought, where am I going to find the time? Get up earlier. There's time there. Definitely. I love that. And um, you know, a lot of us work to those deadlines and it's, Unfortunately, we don't, you know, as humans, it's easy for us to do things last minute. We shouldn't, we should plan things and do them along the way. But, you know, when, when push comes to shove, we always make it happen last minute. Right. And I was, I was busy yesterday and some things got up. I only had four hours sleep last night and I had um, to do, um, you know, one of my, I'll say this, one of my group coachings. I knew what I was going to do, but I hadn't created the content. I hadn't done anything yet. So yeah. I literally got up ridiculously early this morning after four hours sleep, I only had couple of hours right i thought that, that's enough time putting myself under pressure um in a way but getting it happen and i had the belief that i'll make it happen right? i had four hours sleep got up bang i'm still going right today for many hours i've had so many meetings already today and you know delivering value there delivering it on the thing so it's that it's that belief and i'm not saying only have a few hours sleep and get up ridiculously early right like and 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 sort of do that consistently every day because you you know obviously rob would be going to bed earlier um you know um, where possible sometimes you just got to do it don't you yeah that's right like you might have to stay up late maybe you have to get up even earlier sometimes right it's like if you catch a, a red eye 6 a.m flight right to somewhere if you're flying not that we're flying as much these days you just have to get up at whatever time to get to the airport right it's the same thing um so just just commit to that. And once you commit to it and it's like for something that you really want to do, like you bring the energy. It's amazing. You think, yeah. oh, I can't get up at that time, but like I'm still going hard. It, uh, I love it. Like, you know, just in that moment. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like that healthy stress, isn't it? We, we all need that. People say, oh, you, you know, you don't want stress. 
if we don't have stress in our life, it's boring. And if you don't have stress, uh, like I'm putting my body under stress, I'm putting people's bodies under stress every single day because that's how we get change in the physical body. Um, and it's the same with the mindset as well, isn't it? Unless you put yourself under that, that stress, no change. Definitely, mate. I love that. And it's so true. And we have to create like a, re a resilience to stress. And it's like stress is a thing that, yes, you don't want too much stress, like, right? Like you don't want to go from zero to 100 in stress because, uh, you know, stress in a very big sense, if it's a big jump, right, then it can like it's I think it's proven with cortisol and everything. It shuts down a lot of things in the body and, um, you know, it can potentially lower IQ and stuff like that in those times. But what it is, is, is about how can you build up your stress factor, right? Like slowly so yeah. that you, you build a resilience to stress. It's not like, you know, it's not like going, oh, I'm just doing that. Like, like Rob said, if you were waking up at seven every day and you what, what, what started at 4 a.m. the next day and tried to do that, you're putting yourself under a lot of stress, <laughs> right? You know, that's, that's full on, right? To try and get up and then you probably go into bed still late and you're trying to do that every day. Like do it slowly, build yourself up or put yourself out of that comfort zone like we're talking about today, right? Put yourself under that little bit, a little bit of that extra pressure, a little bit of that extra pressure, build that resilience up to the stress. And all of a sudden you have this massive threshold that when you get put under some stress where things happen, you'll be more cool, calm and collective because you've built that up in yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesomely said, well done. Now the, the final one I wanted to pick up on what you said, which was awesome about the, um, the highs and lows of life and experiencing those because if you are comfortable you tend not to experience those or maybe you might experience the lows when members of the family pass away and that kind of stuff but you are really missing out on some some opportunities and um that were a bit like me sitting in the corner that was me for a long time where uh, i found that i was really passionate about what i was doing on the inside but it would be like this yeah i think i'm really passionate about what i'm doing and that doesn't exude passion. That's like, yeah, I'm really passionate. Yeah, I love what I do. It's fantastic. Yeah, I just feel so energized. It's awesome. You know, that's, and I was like, what's wrong with me? You know, I've, I feel all this stuff. And it was, I think it came back to probably my childhood and just being afraid to have a voice, an external voice. Even though inside I was telling me all, telling myself all this positive, inspirational, motivational stuff. I wasn't, I wasn't verbalizing it. So over, a, it probably took me about two years. And uh, look, it was within the last, within the last decade, I did this. So I was, um, yeah, I was in my forties before I realized that, man, your life's ticking away. You are not exuding passion here and energy. You've got to make a change. So for every day for two years, I practiced passion and I'd walk around the, the neighborhood wearing my headphones and, you know, may, like shouting out incantations and, and that kind of stuff. Every now and then I'd get so into it and somebody would walk past and I'd think, oh, I'll just walk faster the opposite direction. <laughs> Hope I don't see that person again. Uh, but it really worked. And it got to the stage where, you know, I'm talking to people and say, oh, man, you're so passionate about this. And I say, well, I don't tell them this, but it's like, yeah, but I haven't always been that way. Um, like success to me looked different. Being able to speak to people looked different. Another thing that forced me to do these podcasts was I'm not comfortable talking to people. So how do I change that? Well, what if I have to do two podcasts every single day 
And then that's going to force me to be able to talk. And sometimes I'm just talking to myself, but I know that there's somebody listening on the other end. So I've got to be professional. I've got to think about it and I've got to find the words to use it just like that. And for me, I think that practice uh, has really helped me be comfortable being a bit more uncomfortable. And what I purposefully try and do now is I prepare for each of like the sessions that we're doing right now. I prepare for them, but I try not to over-prepare because I want to force myself to think on my feet while you're talking and so that I can then, um, you know, keep my mind ticking over. Okay, so how can I have a conversation that's not completely structured here? It's not scripted, but we can still, you know, create some great content and deliver some real value for people. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to pick up on that because you made such so many awesome points here today uh, that they each need a chapter in a book. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, mate. I love it. Um, and yeah, and you're you're putting a lot of awesome points as well um, that you know work alongside of it um, and, and going deeper, which is amazing. And uh, and like Rob said, like if there's anything that scares you, then you just need to do it, right? And even from a simple sense, if you think you're not good at speaking or that, like a Facebook live is a really great example, right? As a little step, yeah. like some people are like, oh, you know, because if you try and record a video of yourself and you want to put it online, you could probably spend hours doing it. Yeah, right? just do it. Just, just put it, get a live up mm. and just tell yourself, okay, it's going to be awesome. I'm just going to be me, right? Hey, I'm yeah. just going to speak about X, Y, Z and, you know, do this type of stuff. And Rob will say, like me, we were you know, pretty crap when we first did our lives. If we went back to it, we would have been, everyone is, right? It's, you know, but the more you do it, you know, the better you get and everything like that, you know, and obviously look at the way you're doing things. And, and obviously somebody external could maybe critique you that's close to you, whether it's a coach, whether it's people around you as well saying, oh, you know, maybe you can add this or do that and, and critique yourself. So, you know, you know, you know, it can be jumping out of a plane, but it could be just simply as Facebook lives. And then, you know, eventually get onto a podcast, right. And then, you know, ask to be interviewed sometime. You don't have to necessarily create your own initially, but be on there and, and, just, you know, one thing I'll say is, is, you know, I like to, to pre-frame, right? Like a situation, like, yes, we don't want to script things too much, but at the same time, we want to go into a situation confidently. So let's say you're getting interviewed on a podcast for the first time, you know, tell yourself beforehand, like, this is going to be amazing. I know my stuff, you know, whatever they're going to ask me, right? And, I, you know, it's going to be a great conversation. Tell yourself what's going to happen. Like, Go in confident like that, right? Like that, that's really powerful when you, when you say that to yourself. So, you know, do that um, and then, you know, you'll get better at it. Like I know some people, as an example, um, you can tell, you know, when I interview them and, and Rob will probably confirm this, is that some people are like, oh, can you send me the questions, right? Yeah. And that's someone that's a little bit less confident, right? Yeah. Because they're like, oh, I want to be prepared and things like that, right? Now, Rob and I, like, I don't care about that. We don't need the questions. We know our stuff. Just we... record. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? So, and, and potentially in the first time, you know, if you're doing your first interview, you could maybe ask. But, you know, I challenge you in a positive way to not ask that, right? Because you know your things, you know, as long as the person's, you know, looked you up, they know what questions to ask you in your zone of genius there, right? Of, of what value you can do or whatever it is, um, just do it. Um yeah. Really powerful in that way as well. So let's let's make it really simple for people right now. I'm going to um, just throw you in the deep end here. Um, if there are people listening to this right now and they've been thinking about doing a podcast, I've got people that have been telling me for 12 months they're going to start a podcast. Like, just start it. 
Um, if you're listening right now and you want to start a podcast, you think, oh, who would I have on the podcast? Okay, you've got your first two people. Ask, um, contact Nathan. He can give you his contact details in a second at the end. Uh, and me and happily appear on your show, whatever it is, as long as it's nothing illegal or immoral or anything like that, that we'll happily appear on your show for you. And then, you, then you're on your way. All it takes is one person leads to the next, to the next, to the next. And yeah, it might sound crap. I mean, the very first time that I think I put a video up and it's easier, the technology is so much easier now. In the old days, you had to stick the video camera on the tripod, take the cassette tape out, stick it in something else or plug that into your computer to extract the file and everything else. So it's like bang, go live. The number of times that I would say, um, 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 <laughs> or so, so, so what do you think about this? So this is what I was thinking. And it's just, you know, they're filler words that we use, but over time you just become better at it. Um, so, yeah. Definitely, Great stuff. Happy to be on, on there and, and yeah, on your podcast and everything like that as a guest, um, you know, it's, it's always a pleasure to, to help people out. Right. And yeah, giving back. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, as a simple sense, when you create it, like it's, it's very simple. Like I would just say is, Pick a name that you like, right? That's the first thing. What are you going to call your podcast, right? Very simple. And then then you talk about you got the first two, like Rob and I, right, to be on there. Think about who you know in your network initially, right, who you can reach out to. All we're doing is recording on Zoom. It's pretty easy, right, like to record it, right? And obviously you can post it on YouTube if you want to do the video. You can put it on, you know, all the podcast platforms, um, you know, and anywhere else that, you know, you may be able to do as you grow your networks, um, you know, I guess the other thing is, is, um, you know, I'm sure if you're thinking about starting a podcast, you obviously listen to other podcasts, right? So I would assume, right? So, um, you know, have a look at a different podcast, see how, like the, the way that they sort of structure them, right? And see what you like, what you don't like, and just create a little structure for yourself. Like, you know, try not to be too scripted, um, you know, like, like Rob said, but have a bit of a structure, a bit of an intro, a bit of an outro, you know, and, and how you want to do it. And then, it's very simple. Once you sort of create that stuff and you've got your guests, um, that's the thing. And the biggest thing I would just say is be committed, right? Yeah. Um, be committed to doing it because I see a lot of people that, um, you know, they sort of fizz it off with their podcast. Yeah. Be committed from day one because it's very rewarding. And, you know, we build a lot of momentum with our podcast and that over time. So be committed and that's you'll right. start to see the benefits over time. Yeah, beautifully said. And yeah, that's why I committed to do it every day. I thought, wow, that's hard to do it every day. And then I just start, I started doing this podcast. Like, okay, now I'm doing two a day. That's really hard. But again, it's uncomfortable. Some days I'm like, man, I'm so busy. How am I going to think of two topics? And I'll just say, okay, what's a good topic? And I say, okay, this, bang, record, talk. That's it. I don't write down the questions or anything. It's just bang. But I've been doing it for a while now. So, uh, so I'm used to it. So, um, Ethan, really valued your time today. It's been brilliant. Before we go, I've got um, I've got ten questions, some rapid fire, fun questions, just to switch things up a little bit to get to to know you a little bit. Um, can I fire some of these at you? Happy to do it, mate. Um, let's All right, do it. let's go. Um, we'll pretend there's a timer on, so fast <laughs> answers. All right, number one, what's the most impactful book you've read? Ooh. Um, I would say Rich Dad, Poor Dad was for me because of the limiting beliefs that I overcame and understanding about money and, and things like that. Yeah. 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 As I wrote that question, I thought, oh, geez, if somebody asked me, what would I say? Do you know what mine is? What's that? Um, and I know I'll get criticism for this, but men are from Mars, women are from Venus. 
Have you read that? No, I haven't read it yet. Well, you need to read it before you get married. It, <laughs> it gave me a great insight into understanding how men communicate and women communicate. And it's like, oh, man, now I understand. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> number two. I'll definitely do that to make sure I have a healthy marriage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, a place you've never been to but would love to visit. Yeah, I, I'd love to go to Peru, um, you know, Machu Picchu, everything like that yeah. in, in South America. Um, yes. I've been close by, but um, I, I love sort of ancient cultures and things and I heard a lot of yeah, awesome stuff, too. so I look forward to it. Yeah, gorgeous. Um, okay, you're on a deserted island. You can only take one thing. What would that be? On a deserted island, as in like take one thing to the deserted island. Yeah, you can um, only take one thing. Ooh, I would say... I would take like a, whoa, um, I'd say a big knife um, I no. would take with me so that I can make things out of, right? Like, you know, if I need to make, um, you know, chop down trees to do stuff, yeah. I need to make a raft. If I need to, you know, create something that catches the rainwater, things like that. Oh, look, you're thinking really practically. Do you know when I was writing this, I thought, <laughs> gee, I hope he says this. Do you know what I thought you were going to say? What's that? Irene. I was thinking about it. Um, I was like, <laughs> don't let her listen like, to this. <laughs> I don't want to put her under the bus and make her come to the island with me. I'm like, you know what? I'll get out of here by myself. Um, and no, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I was thinking of? A genie in a bottle. That's what I was going to take. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite food? My favorite food? Um, that's an interesting one because I'll say it still is, but I rarely eat it, right, these days because I'm being very healthy like Rob, but I, I still love pizza. Yeah, um, yeah, pizza's a good one. Yeah, um, but I, I, yeah, I, I cut down. I don't eat it very often on purpose. Yeah, nice. Um, what's your most useless talent? <laughs> useless talent? Um, probably I can do voices. Um, it's probably oh. a useless talent. Um, maybe that'll come into play a bit later on, but I've done them from when I was younger. So okay, so who who's your best one? Because you got you can't say that <laughs> and not, not tell me. Uh, that's it. Um, I don't know. Like I do many of them. Um, I do a couple, but the one that I can speak with very easily, I do like a robot voice. Um, that um, a robot say voice. that they love. So be like. Hello, my name is Ethan. It has been an amazing show today, Rob. We have provided so much value. Let us compute and see what else we can do. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Nice job. Um, what's your big, biggest pet peeve? Biggest pet peeve? Um, I would say is, um, <laughs> this is going to sound a bit funny, but um being around people that are not open-minded, right? Okay. So yeah. I'm, I naturally, because I think it's in the, I'm in the coaching mentoring space. I like help anyone. Like I go to Irene's family and I, I help their family and like aiming to rescript them. It's just in my DNA, I think now. Yeah. So some people are more closed than others. So that, that peeves me and, and how I can open them up. Yeah. Yeah. Nicely said. Uh, mine was table manners. <laughs> table the knife and fork and stuff um okay so we've got the olympics coming up now you're a gold medalist right you you know you just know that going to the olympics you're going to win a gold medal which sport would you choose to be a gold, a gold medalist in oh um 
I love playing soccer, so I would have to pick soccer. I still play um, today. Uh, tennis would be a close second because I've played tennis a lot as well, but soccer is, yeah, the number one that I would do. Yeah, nice. Um, so if you had a boat, a yacht, sitting like in the back background there in the next to Sydney Harbour, what would you call it? Um, I would call, what would I call the yacht? I would call it, um, I'm going to say the word that I've been saying a lot lately, it's just come to me now, is just momentum. I was, here I, again. I was thinking you were going to call it Irene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Well done. Um, all right, two more questions. So, if you could be any celebrity, either living or that has passed away, who who would it be? Hmm. I'd have to say um, Michael Jackson. Um, I yeah, it's yeah. probably a bit of a different one. I, I actually like to dance. Um, I yeah. sort of taught myself how to dance, and I think. His music is is timeless. Um, so yeah, I'd yeah. definitely be him. Well, if if that was you, you'd probably still be around now. <laughs> That's it. Um, it now, uh, now, last question could be a bit controversial. Um, are you going to have a COVID vaccine? Oof, that's that's definitely a bit controversial. Um, I don't know if I can confirm or deny that. Well, the thing is, right, is we're sort of being indirectly forced to have one right mm-hmm. by what i see they're not forcing us but they're like if you want to travel overseas you know you're probably going to need a covid vaccine so yeah. um i think i'm i'm a little bit wary i'll just say right now just because of what's going on in the media like you hear about the astrazeneca one which we have in yeah. australia and there's potential blood clots and things so i think um i'm not like the first one jumping in to get it and obviously i'm we're quite younger right so the older people and the frontline people are getting them first so i think i'll leave it um, you know, until I need it um, in that sort of way. I think that's what it's going to come down to with it. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, the, out of the probably the two Facebook posts I've done this year, the most controversial, the people coming out of the woodwork um, to do with the vaccine. And I'm like, wow, okay. I asked a question, you know, vaccinate or not. And geez, the people just came out of the woodwork. Well, for the record, I'm actually having mine today. I booked oh. in a few weeks ago for it. And I was thinking... Do you know what? I'm not having it for me. I'm having it for everybody else because they reckon they need to get the population like 75% popular, um, sorry, vaccinated for us to be able to, you know, move on with our lives. I think if I got it, I would be fine anyway because my immune system and my overall health and stuff. But um, if I carried it and gave it to someone else, then I don't think that's the right thing to do. So if I can play my part, then that's that's what I'm doing. I have to have the AstraZeneca one because of my my age. So um, not eligible for the other one yet. So I'm having the first dose today. So this might be the last time we speak, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll all go fine, Rob, but that's uh, very commendable of you, uh, of your mindset and, you know, the, the reason why you're doing it. Um, I guess everyone's got different reasons. Um, you know, we've got that choice, but like you said. That's right. Um, it's a bad choice, isn't it? Yeah. It is. And and we all want to travel at some point and have our lives back to some extent, right? Um, about what it mm-hmm. is. So um, whatever we can do to, to get to that point is awesome. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fabulous. Uh, no, that was some fun. Thank you. I ended, I left it on a, a, a controversial note. Um, so Ethan, it's been fantastic today. It's always great catching up with you, adding, um, you know, just having great conversation, adding great value to everybody. If people want to get hold of you, obviously, they can look you up on uh, Facebook, Ethan Cassiotis, um, The Business Growth Show. Um, is there any other way that people can get in touch with you? 
Yeah, I think my Facebook um, personal profiles um, probably the one that I'm most active on on social media. Like I'm on LinkedIn and and um, you know a bit of Instagram and stuff like that as well. But add me definitely. Um, you know, A T H I N and C A S I O T I S. I've also got my website is probably the other big one, right? So if you go to athancassiotis.com, um, you see a lot of the other stuff on there about the show and and everything else about me, and you can contact me there as well. But yeah, just get get me on Facebook. I've I've still got a few hundred friends to go before five thousand, so getting quick um, before I max them out. And um, yeah, let's have a chat. You never know where it's going to lead. Sounds fantastic. Thanks once again uh, for today. And look, if you want to connect with me, uh, listeners out there, you can go to the mental toughness and body show.com opt in for that free consultation. Let's start a conversation and let's make 2021 your best year yet. Thanks again for today, Ethan. Always a pleasure. Thanks Rob. Cheers.